What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the East of Stratford podcast. What up, Vishnu? How are you doing, man? Good, good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Getting like used to this isolated life. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I do like it. If, if only it worked, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to add a little bit of production value to our existing podcast, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Kartik? How are you, man? I'm doing I'm doing good, bro. Surviving, staying safe, cleaning my hands. Okay. Yeah. My hands are so fucking dry, dude. It's not even. Dude, you're at home. You don't need to wash your hands that much. Dude, I'm just being extra careful. It's okay. I think that's. Hey, it's not going to creep into your house. Okay. Anyway, this is not a COVID podcast. Uh, today, we're talking about, we're talking about the best 12th men. At United. So what we mean by that is who are the players, the hugely important players who have been amazing impact subs and come in and done big things for the club. You know, we've seen so many at United and we've been lucky enough to enjoy that, especially you know, when we were growing up, we've had some amazing, amazing players come off the bench. I don't know how they came off the bench and they accepted it, but we were very lucky to have that. So you guys get the concept. You guys leave your thoughts below into what we're saying. But we're going to start with Kartik. Who are you talking about? All right, guys. So I'm going to go with a proper lad, a proper United lad, Mr. Darren Fletcher. He made his uh, debut with us, uh, I think, in the 2003-2004 season. That was his debut. Uh, but he's been with us even from way before that. He spent a good 20 years at Manchester United. He has played a total of 342 games, 24 goals, 28 assists. And um, yeah, I think he, has, he is, honestly, in terms of our history, I think he's one of the best central defensive midfielders that we, have, that we could rely on, especially coming off from the bench. Um, I, think, I think mainly during, uh, during uh, our major glory days between 2006 to 2009, I think Fletcher was pivotal to our team, especially coming on as a 12th man and helping out in midfield. He used to help out back in defense. He had a, uh, he was, he had a, he's made some great assists. He's, he's scored some screamers of goals. He's, he's, he's been, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think another, a player I can compare to him from right now and who, who I think is, is kind of reaching his level is also uh, Scotty. I feel like Scotty plays mm-hmm. a lot like him and it's really, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Darren Fletcher uh, as one of my top, uh, yeah, top three twelve men of Manchester United for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Darren Fletcher had some huge goals, you know, against Man City. And if it wasn't for his, like, you know, he had some really bad illness. I think it was a heart thing or something like that. But he would have been, yep. you know, United's center midfield to go forward after Paul Scholes, but he had some really bad injuries and got sick. But yeah, I agree with that. Fletcher is a huge one. Uh, he was, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think Fletcher was one of uh, Ferguson's favorites as well. Um, coming into that midfield position, especially he's been a great cover for us. A uh, great in- injury cover when the likes of Ryan Giggs or even uh, Paul Scholes, they've been like, gone for long terms. He would be a stellar backup for them. Uh, he's a proper box-to-box midfielder as well. He had this uh, um, more of a defensive midfielder, I'd say. Uh, mm. He did hold a four, kind of what 
uh, Fred's role is with the team right now as well. He does a lot. He does a really good job. Um, yeah, at, uh, defensively, he was a master. He was a mastermind as well. He he complemented Ferdinand Bidic and um, uh, Gary Neville and all really well at that stage as well. Um, yeah, I love Fletcher, man. Like, yeah, two goals that famous uh, 4-3 win against uh, Man City. Two goals that game. So, yeah, top-notch player. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think uh, another thing I really want to point out is the fact that um, during that time, especially, we had so much depth and competition in our midfield that, you know, um, I think, um, I don't think Darren Fletcher gets enough credit for it either. Like, the way he stayed with our team for so long and that to a team, um, I don't think, I, I honestly feel like he's one of the most underrated midfielders of that time and people don't give him enough um, attention or whatever it is. But yeah, but for me, yeah, I think he is one of, he was a top class player. And I think we have really missed someone like that for a while until I think off late when you've seen like the rise of McTomney. I thought, we thought Matic could provide something like that, but Matic has struggled. So, you know, Fletcher was, uh, if he, if McTominay turns into that, that kind of player, he's definitely a role model for a lot of our, you know, our current midfield that we have right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think United, we always had like so many good players, even coming off the bench. Yeah. We don't have that now, but we're building toward it, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Vishnu, who is the person that you were thinking about for this? A um, lot of good choices to select from this as well. Um, I went for our little Mexican superhero, the little P, Javier Chicharito Hernandez. Um, he's, his whole, his whole, con his whole um, style of football was uh, really new to the Premier League when he showed up. He was this little, um, he was like a little Tasmanian devil, wasn't he? He was just really quick. <laughs> The ball, a, a beautiful, beautiful finisher, a very good striker. Played primarily as a CF, as well. Um, he had the he, he shared the stage with like some of United's greatest as well. Uh, Chicharito was. Uh, do you guys remember like his? I think it must have been his debut or his first goal for United was uh, against Chelsea in that Community Shield yeah. game, where he um, slid in and the ball slammed into his face and went in. That was one of the funniest goals I've ever seen, by the mm -hmm, way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, but he's, uh, he was, I, he had the tag of the super sub in uh, one of the super subs of the Premier League. Uh, he was also a Ferguson lad. He, he came to us for just $7 million from Chivas in um, Mexico uh, in, during the 2010-11 season. So he came right off the top of us adopting a very strong team and he played brilliantly. I think he's, he played about 157 games for us. He scored over 50 goals with over 30 assists. Um, he's a proper goal poacher as well. Mr. Right place, right time. He was always there when the ball was fed into the box and he was there with, he could shoot with his left, he could shoot with his right. He had this uh, amazing uh, back, his, he could shoot with the back of his head as well. Brilliant, brilliant finisher. Um, uh, unfortunately, he was only a, one-dimensional player to my liking. Um, his first season was really good. He did score over 20, 18 to 20 goals. And then uh, there was a hint that he was going to be dropped a lot more. He's going to be subbed a lot more. And then um, because he was hailed by, uh, he was brought in by Ferguson. And once Ferguson had left, uh, he did not have the same um, respect that he wanted with uh, David Moyes, his successor. And also that Ferguson had just recently purchased Robin Van Persie. 
in the 2012 season. Mm -hmm. So that put his spot in a lot more of uh, doubt. So he wasn't starting a lot of games and he started slowly um, coming down the chains. He wasn't playing as well and he wasn't that fast anymore. He wasn't that like pacey anymore. And yeah, I think he's, I, I hail him as one of the greatest like uh, super sub players in the world. He's, he's won two Premier League trophies with us, two Super Cups. Mm. I, I don't know, man. I think it's a bit unfortunate of like how his life spiraled after. Um, we heard um, he went to, he was loaned out to Real Madrid, which was, I thought would be a great step for him, but that didn't really work out. And then he came back to the Premier League. He played for West Ham, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Now he is with Bale Leverkusen, which is still it's a respectable team as well. He, he's uh, with, he's with LA Galaxy right now. Yeah. He's so good. that's, uh, yeah. So he just finished, I think he has just finished with Leverkusen. And he mentioned that his European dream was over. You've, you've seen the video of him like tearing up with his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, he was a positive player for me. I really enjoyed um, watching him as when I first really got into football and started watching it deeply. So I have a good connection with this player. Unfortunate, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, I think uh, Chicharito was good. But for me, like he, so he had that really good World Cup which when which is when he came to us but i feel like you know for me there was something about him that never he was never good enough like you said like i feel like fletcher was good enough to be a starter but for some reason i would have never you know started him over uh tevez or a uh, berbatov or rooney but and unfortunately he had to compete with those guys he was a quality player but I don't know, there was something about him that I just, I wasn't a fan of. I, I knew when he went to Real Madrid, like he was playing behind Benzema. I don't know, why did he go to Real Madrid? That was such a bad career move. I think that really crushed his confidence. And when he came back to England, he just was not the same player that he was. I think he was, a, he scored big goals, like you said, and that fucking, his debut goal, the knee to the head. And I've actually scored a goal like that in my life, which is, it's <laughs> fucking embarrassing. But it doesn't matter how, however it goes you in. Take what you get. Exactly. But I do. But I, I do have to give him. He was definitely a really good twelfth man for us um, in terms of just coming in and scoring those last minute goals, and he's been a part of a lot of those. Um, so yeah, I, th I think he was just. If he was in any of these big clubs, I think he was always. I don't. Th I, I agree with you in the sense that he could have never started for either like a Real Madrid or even for, and he didn't for United either. So. Yeah, I think he was just meant. I think Ferguson just brought him in as a squad rotational player that he could bring in towards the final minutes of the game when he really needed someone to just finish the game off. And I think that's what he did best. And yeah. I think, yeah, in the last couple of seasons, especially after Moyes came in, I think he definitely lost a lot of his confidence and that kind of just derailed his career completely. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Maybe Fergie was still around and he could have been something. I mean, like you said, Arman, at the end of Fergie's book, that's what he said about Chicha was mm -hmm. the best. Yeah. That Chicha was one of the best players he left behind. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, like even Welbeck was starting in front of him, you know, the yeah, more Welbeck I think of it. Started. Yeah. Um, he also said Welbeck was one of the best players, along with Phil Jones. That, that, so I don't that's think bullshit. That's just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we can trust uh, aging Sir well, Alex so much for this. Than Chicha, bro. I just fucking, I despise Welbeck. Like, I just fucking despise. Yeah, I agree. I, Chicha is better than Welbeck, for sure. Um, so moving on to the last player is the one I thought. And actually, dude, I'm so torn because 
none of you guys picked Oli, which is really fucking with me. Yeah. You know, Oli won a chat, won us a Champions <laughs> League, the most infamous Champions League. Won all of our Premier Leagues with us till like he retired in like 2009 or some shit. Yeah. And you know, he was part of that. You know, he was injured for our UCL in 2008, 2009, but he was like there. So I don't know, dude. Like it's but it's dude. I think crazy. I think I think the Ollie thing goes unsaid. Like I don't think he needs like a. Sh- Everyone knows what Ollie has done, and now he's yeah, going but, again as a manager. You know. Yeah. So okay. that's the only thing, and I feel like the only reason I picked Fletcher was because like I was thinking of the players that I have really watched. Like, Ollie, like mm. yeah, towards you know we we kind of started watching him towards his latter end. Of the game, right? mm. So yeah. So I always me, thought like, like Ollie could could have been a starter as well. Like um. With his skills and stuff. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, go on, Ollie. go on, Arman, and we'll like talk about it a bit more. I think you'll. No, I, I agree. I think I like that point because I think Ollie could have started at any other club other than United. We just always had four center forwards at all times. I don't know why we went away from that model, but yeah. So I, I, you know, it kills me to do this, but Park Sung is one of my favorite players in United history. I fucking love that dude. He is the most underrated player I feel, you know, from that era because, you know, everyone just says, you know, when you describe Park, they just says, oh, loss of energy and oh, he's defensive. No, dude, this fucker was an insane dribbler, very good at assists and he had some, you know, he had a solo goal against Arsenal uh, in the Champions League in 2010, which is, if you guys don't remember it off the top of your head, it's incredible. You have to watch it. I forgot a bit about it till I was doing the research, but uh, and he, he he's just he played in every big game against against big clubs for United, and you know he was the player that Sir Alex trust trusted like the most even in his book, and yeah shout out I just finished his book so I'm very proud of that. Um, he he mentions Jisung like yeah I played him in all the big games he made Perlo not do shit in two games we've played against AC Milan he would always put uh, you know Park Jisung on the most uh, this Zoom thing keeps popping up sorry uh, he would always put Park Jisung on the most critical player for their team and he has some insane goals if you guys remember the goal against Arsenal do you guys remember that counter attack with Rooney. Ronaldo, oh, Ronaldo and yeah. Park Chisong. He's part Dude, of the it was, that, it was incredible. And it's like every time he came out on, dude, he never needed time to like sort of like get into the game or anything. So like he's coming right into a game where say Tevez, Ronaldo, and Rooney just fucking had probably the most insane counter, played the most insane counter-attacking type football, and he had to come in and do the same thing right away. And he just mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Like he was easily on the same level I felt like he never for once I've never seen him even make great mistakes or I don't remember me going like oh fuck it's Park Jisung you know like yeah it's never happened with me you know like he's been every time he's come on he's definitely made some sort of an impact so yeah dude you know what he is you know what he is I just thought about it as you were speaking he's a 10 times better version of Jesse Lingard yeah. Because, but he actually kept it going for years. He's a high energy player with a lot of skill, but actually fucking converted. Jesse Lingard, whatever rate. it made, and his work rate ridiculous. Like, I don't know if you guys, and also in that A2 game uh, against Arsenal, he scored so many against Arsenal and Chelsea. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, he scored in that game. Yeah, dude. Like, 
everything, you know, uh, it was just incredible how he played. And I was never upset when I saw him in the starting lineup, as opposed to when I see Jesse Lingard or some people like that, I'm like, mm, fuck. In, in United, we had all the best players in the world, but I never felt upset that, you know, Parchi Sung was starting. So that's the reason yeah, I picked him, true. but leaving Oli was yeah. tough. I think, I think Park, is, uh, Park is one of the best selections as well for uh, any manager to have. Like, it's, that's your bench strength that we're talking about, that a lot of Premier League uh, teams strive to have that. This guy's a workhorse, man. Like, he used to um, very, very dedicated to his um, whatever role he's been given. Like, he comes on sometimes in the first half itself when there's been uh, an injury in the midfield or something. Um, he, he is the definition of fresh legs. So, 60 minutes down, you're maybe trailing one, two down, and you need someone just to like taunt the defense and stuff. Park Chisung's your man. He's just going to go and create all sorts of problems for the, for the, for the defenders of the opposition. Uh, such a hard worker, man. I haven't seen like, that. he kept his, he didn't say a single word uh, negative about team throughout his career. Um, yeah, he loved, it seems like he just loved every single bit of it. So that's how like the feeling I got from uh, Schweinsteiger as well when he had come to United. Mm. You might have benched him. You might not have played like, you know, 10, 12 games in a row. But then you're still like coming in with a smile on your face, like dedicated to the, the task ahead of you. And like, yeah, I think he was quite important for uh, United's uh, all those trophies that we've won under Sir Alex Ferguson as well. So I think Ferguson did use him really well. He knew exactly when to uh, put Jisung in. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have picked a better choice myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, the big thing for me is, again, he would start on a lot, a majority of fucking Premier League clubs he would have started for. He was, he was legitimately that good. But I think, you know, we should take a few minutes to talk about Oli. Um, Oli is, you know, his Champions League winning goal is probably the most iconic goal in United history. Like, I cannot think of anything more. Brilliant player, brilliant finisher. I don't know. Like you, you can't say enough about Oli. Yeah. Baby face yeah, assassin. I mean, yeah, a baby face assassin for sure, dude. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, even at that, like, again, like it's a matter of like, you know, when when you think back to the amount of quality we had, it's just so. I mean, the only reason. I mean, I don't even think we missed out on Oli. I just think Oli, hands down has to be probably one of the best ballers we have ever had and mm. you know he's he's got he's got that united blood and now he's also bringing back that kind of style of football in his management as well so you know um yeah i mean i don't know what more to say about Ollie, man i think i think it just goes instead so yeah so if you guys had to pick one um, let's let's say out of the four, let's include Ollie in this. Uh, Vishnu, who are you picking? You had a, you have only one twelfth man. Who are you going for? Damn. Bro, look at these look at these stats, bro. Ollie had uh, ninety one goals and thirty seven and two hundred and thirty five. That's pretty good. Oh shit! Yeah, that just puts uh, Chicharito to shame. So my choice is out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I didn't realize. I don't know, man. Like, this is I think it's the most like. Yeah. I think the most impactful player as well. Um, someone who would uh, who could play all positions. I think I'd go for 
talk to his son more than anyone else. Um, because, you know, he could also, with his um, abilities and stuff, he could probably play in defense as well if we're one short somewhere. Um, great injury cover, good hard worker. I think his finishing was a little bit under uh, par to our, but yeah, again, we can't really blame him on that. We did have world-class strikers at that time. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Park Jisung, guys. Yeah, Karthik. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, Park Jisung, uh, probably. Yeah, but I would, I want to stick to Fletcher just because, just because he has Just won. because you said it? Just because you want to win something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just, I want to have the unpopular opinion. Fuck it. It's Fletcher. Fuck you guys. I'm choosing Fletcher because he's won the most silverware for us. Yeah, he's yeah. won. He's been with us the longest. Yeah, I think. No, I, I, for me, it's between Oli and Parchi Song, and you know, I, I love Parchi Song. Guys, guys, Oli came in last minute. Oli wasn't a part of this. Okay, Oli definitely is. <laughs> yeah, but for me, okay, we're picking between the the not best ever. If you're we're picking, picking Oli, then I pick Oli. I pick Oli hands. Okay, fine, fuck it, dude. I'm picking Parchi Song because Parchi Song again, legend, fucking legend. But yeah. Uh, I think, you know, that's a good place to wrap up. We're doing a relatively shorter podcast for you guys today. Um, you guys have any last points before I close up? You guys, can you think of any more? Was Owen Hargreaves one of our 12 men? No? Dude, really. actually, again, to, to bring up um, Ferguson's book, uh, yeah. Ferguson says straight out, he's like, Owen Hargreaves is the worst signing that I ever made for United in my career. Mm-hmm. I was like, he what was the fuck? Yeah, dude, he was like, there's only a few players in my career that when I was bringing them in, I was very sketched out about, and Owen Hargreaves was one. It was because he was always injured. He never played. Yeah. Whenever he was fit to play, he never played. Um, but yeah. s- some other, you know, shouts that I was, um, you know, thinking about on the you know, while I was doing shit, Wes Brown was, you know, you're going to get shit for it, but Wes Brown made the assist to Ronaldo in our Champions League final against Chelsea. Yeah. He came in at right back. Um, so I think he was another huge one. You know, Dwight York, uh, Teddy Sheringham. These were other Anderson, huge, huge players. I think Anderson was quite good as well during his, like, you know, his best of days. I remember, I remember, dude, Armand, didn't you have an Anderson jersey? Like, as soon as Anderson joined, didn't you buy an Anderson jersey, the number eight one? Nah, dude, I had a fucking uh, Paul Scholes, and I had a Wayne Rooney number eight. Wayne Rooney was when he was number eight. I had that one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, Anderson, you, yeah. you know, there's many shots. There's, there's so many fucking good players. But from the modern era... You know, post-Ferguson, I can't really think of any that stand out, which is kind of fucking sad. Um, There's really nothing. So, I think, think, yeah, Romero for me would be like one of the... Oh, that's true. That's true. Romero's a a huge one. Yeah. He's a fucking good player, actually. Eric Bailly as well, you know? Like, Eric Bailly was supposed to be a starter to begin with, and then Mm. because of injuries and stuff like that, he's been pushed to the back. I think Bailly's been a pretty good sub as well for us yeah that's uh, true and next year we're gonna have either mctominay or, or fred be a you know yeah. 12th man so that's gonna be a great one yeah, yeah. i think fred's gonna be 
Yeah. I think Fred has actually, I think Fred started off very much as a 12th man initially when we had Pogba. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, but then, but I think Fred has really take like really like matured and become this significant player for us. So definitely, I think he's yeah. a shout out. Yeah. He's bought his way into the first team. He's worked hard. He's he's incredible. It's awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I think that is a good place to end up. We're moving, you know, into a new era, and hopefully, we have super subs again at United. It's a crucial part of our history. We need it. We need rotation. So yeah, you guys, please, everybody just leave who you thought was the best 12th man for Man United over, you know, whenever in any time period. And yeah, we will discuss that with you. But thank you so much for tuning in to the East of Stratford podcast. We will be back soon with more. Peace out, guys. Peace out.